0: Coming up on BYU football with Kalani Sitake. After tough back-to-back weekends on the road, the Cougars are back in Provo for the final two games of their home slate, starting Saturday against Iowa State. And we're looking ahead to the weekend with Kalani and defensive back Camden Garrett. Coming up next on BYU TV and ESPN Plus.
1: BYU football with Kalani Sitake is presented by Intermountain Health, official medical provider of BYU Athletics. <laughs>
0: All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello, good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside Studio C at the BYU Broadcasting Building on the BYU campus in Provo, Utah, for our now Week 10 edition of BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. We are live and on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps and on Big 12 now on ESPN+. Coming up on tonight's show, we are going to look back on a Saturday setback at West Virginia. The Cyclones are about to blow into Provo. We'll preview this week's game with Iowa State. Wide receiver Parker Kingston will chat with Jerem Jordan inside the film room. Deep Blue profiles defensive back Eddie Heckard. Fellow DB Camden Garrett is our in-studio guest. We'll have a mini game night activity and some BYU football trivia, plus our weekly uniform reveal at the end of the show. Well, this weekend's game with Iowa State will be his 100th as the head coach of the team for which he played back in the day. Please say hello to the head coach of your BYU Cougars, Kalani Sitake. going for Hazel Haymouly
2: tonight,
0: Slade Girl. Oh, so, great crowd again. Always, yeah. Thank you for being here, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. I said in the intro, which you may or may not have caught out in the hallway, uh, 100th game as BYU head coach this Saturday. It's 100
3: already. It oh, is. Man. Yeah, man. Getting old. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited. i I, I uh. You know, I wish we could have won all 99 before this one, but uh, we're working on it. We'll get there soon enough. Favorite memories from your first 99 games? Oh, man. I, anything to do with the fans, I'm all about. So I, I think that's the, for me, I mean, you know, I grew up a BYU fan. So before I was a coach or a player, BYU, uh, the BYU fan was always in here. So that the, uh, I think for me, is anytime I see the fans happy. Uh, whether we're on the road or at home, that, that's the stuff that I care about the most. And uh, I, I still can't believe that I, I'm, I'm standing there and watching them. And as a fan, I get the best seat in the house to watch the games. And so it's, it's been it's been a lot of fun. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to 99 more. I think it was Sark a couple of weeks ago who said he can't believe that you're into your eighth season as head coach already. Has it flown by for you? It's flown by, yeah. It's, it's like the, um, I don't know, I still think young, and, and I think I act young sometimes. Uh, my wife will tell you probably... Too many times, but um <laughs> But I, yeah, it's just uh, that the, it seems like the time is going by really fast But I'm trying to enjoy it as much as possible and I've made I've 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 uh, grown a lot I, I think I've, uh, I've I've been a benefactor of, of being around great people um, in, in my time as a coach especially here at BYU being around great fans uh, great administrators and alumni players um, coaches and so it's been it's been really cool that, that uh I feel like I, I've been the one to benefit the most from it, and it's definitely made me a better person. So I'm, I'm still still got a lot of work to do. So I'm hoping to become better even more.
0: You're the first coach of a Power Conference program now at BYU. What are your impressions of the Big 12 now that you've, you've played six of your nine conference games in this new league?
3: Yeah, we knew it was going to be difficult, and and we knew that um, going into the season was going to be uh, unique and and something that uh, doesn't happen too often. But luckily, I was going through that transition as an assistant and as a coordinator at Utah. And so we were able to, myself and Jay Hill and and Aaron Roderick, we went through that that, uh, process. And I think uh, as coaches, you kind of know what to expect a little bit. Um, but as players and as, as fans and as a program, sometimes there's a lot of new things that come along and you're like You hit some some obstacles and some tough spots and we're in one right now, you know And we knew that there would be some tough spots and there'd be some adversity and uh, I feel like adversity gives you so many um, so much insight and perspective on things that uh, gets you a, a ticket to something even better and, and uh, I think Kelly Papinga talked to the team about it where um, Tony he quoted Tony Bennett the coach at Virginia played basketball The first one seed to lose to a sixteen seed and and you talked about they when after they lost that that game that uh that adversity is going to be giving them something uh, that's going to give them a path a new path to something special and they won the national championship the next year and I'm looking forward to to what we can learn from the adversity that we've hit um and then especially after this last weekend but I think the 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 great remedy to that is that we get to be at home and uh, be in Lavella Stadium around our fans and uh, really looking forward to, to showing our best this weekend against Iowa State. You
0: allude to the transition you went through before Utah. You don't walk into a power league and sail through when you're nine to zero in the first year. It didn't happen there. It's not happening now. You kind of expected it to be a grind, right?
3: Yeah, and I think in the independent era we were trying to get as many P five games as possible. But you can't really simulate this type of um, energy and this type of uh, the physical play to it. And we've had some guys get banged up. But I thought uh, we've planned and, and, and uh, maybe even got better and had not as many injur- injuries as, as uh, could have happened. You know, but uh, but at the same time it, it's 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 a it 's a grueling schedule and and um, i'm just i'm enjoying it. I know a lot of guys aren't excited about the losses that we've had, but there's some really cool learning moments there and and if we can uh, can it 's only a learning moment if you make it one you know and and I said this to the team after after the game that um, you know pain is inevitable that 's part of life but but uh, misery is a choice, and so that 's an option and so we we choose not to be miserable, we choose to get better and to Uh, Pick our heads up and be thankful for the things that we do have but also the opportunity that we have to keep playing this game uh, for this great program for these, these awesome fans.
0: A brief look back at the weekend, as for the first time in football history at BYU, the Cougars played a game in the state of West Virginia. As this past Saturday, the Cougars met up with the Mountaineers in Morgantown. A pair of five-win teams were squaring off. The winner would become bowl eligible. On this night, it was West Virginia. But Cougar Nation got their first glimpse of the backup quarterback, Jake Retzloff. The highlights we're going to watch, presented by Maersk, are actually all uh, of Jake and his teammates. I thought it was a real bright
3: spot uh, for you guys on
0: on Saturday night. And what did you think of of Jake and his first start
3: for BYU? Yeah, I thought he handled it really well. I I wish we could have put more um, uh, consistent plays back to back to back so we can get in the end zone. Uh, You have to give West Virginia credit for making plays and for disrupting our our momentum. But, um, you know, we saw some really good flashes, some good things that he did well within the system. But I, I didn't think that it was a moment for him that it didn't show much panic at all. He just looked like he really was, poised. Yeah, really poised and ready for this moment. and. Uh, and the, the guys rallied around them. Now, you know, we wanted we want to rally more and have more points, have the rally show more points on the scoreboard, but uh, we feel we feel like that's something we can really build on.
0: Stats from the game, the West Virginia game presented by Smarty, location data experts. Only one takeaway in the game. It came courtesy of West Virginia's defense on a BYU fumble. Unfortunately, it came inside the 20 when you were driving and looking to put some things together before halftime. After halftime, you had the kickoff return call back. There were some things that were still in the mix for you that had the, gone there. Your Way maybe it turns out to be a different outcome than, than the one it was.
3: Yeah, and, and just unfortunate with the mistakes that we made. I mean, the the, the, the turnover before half uh, turned into three points for them, and really just um, you know defense didn't play well. And and I think Jay will tell you that, and the defensive guys will tell you that. And, and when all three phases aren't aren't uh, aren't winning, then that's going to be. It's going to be a tough night and that was uh what happened and and um we thought we could get, generate some um some adjustments and, and maybe get some momentum in the second half and and we we knew that the kickoff return was something that we could we could really take advantage of and and unfortunately you know ref called a, a holding call a late flag but that's just part of the game and i think the the refs aren't the reason why we lost the game we lost the game because we weren't ready to respond to the adversity that we saw within the game and make the proper adjustments but proud of the guys there's a lot of good good guys uh, good good things that happened in the game uh, even though it may not look like it I think Jake's poise and his energy is one of them I, I think there's a lot of room to, to improve on but uh, we, we need to f- figure things out and, and get it done by the time we get to Saturday's game
0: it's early in the week uh, does it look like, look right now that uh, Jake would start again for you this weekend
3: yeah uh, Keaton's doing a little bit more but I'm not sure if he's going to be ready to go we're, we're slowly working with it, and, and at every position, it's not just with the quarterback position, at, at receiver and other positions, when guys get back, they still have to battle for their spot. I mean, that's, that's just how it works, and I, I don't know any other way to do it. it just, if the training room says you're healthy, that's great, but let's see how you perform and with, with, your, with your health. Is, are you 100% and can you be effective and can you beat this guy out? That's going to be the challenge. It creates great competition and we get the most out of it. So we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll play the best guy that deserves it at that time, but it's good to see Keaton back in, in, in practice now.
0: Jake did bring an element you hadn't had though with the quarterback mobility. You got positive rush yards from the quarterback spot for the first time this year because of Jake.
3: Yeah, and, and, and he, and he you know, was able to tuck the ball and run and scramble a little bit and just don't want him to have to scramble all the time. I would like to see our guys pick up the blocks and give him a little bit more time because what he's good at is throwing the ball. Um, our quarterbacks are really good at throwing the ball. And we don't want to be our quarterbacks to, to be one of the leading rushers on the team. You know, so we want, we want the ball in the air, uh, allow him time to make the throws, and if he needs to, then he can rely on his legs to create more space to throw or to gain yards. Let's go to the schedule, see where things stand for BYU
0: as you're into the final third of your season. Nine games down, three to go, two at home, one on the road. Back-to-back home games now for BYU. Iowa State in town this Saturday. We'll talk a bit more about the Cyclones in a second. Then Oklahoma uh, the following week here, and then at Oklahoma State to end the year. The new college football playoff rankings came out. Uh, Oklahoma, you see nine in the poll. Uh, They're 17th in the CFP. Oklahoma State is 15th in the CFP. So a couple of very good Big 12 teams Teams await you, But first things first, and it will be uh, Iowa State. And we'll talk about the Cyclones coming up in a bit. But uh, your first Big 12 season uh, is almost in the books. The uh, schedule for the next four seasons came out in the last week or so. you got to look at that. Uh, quick thought on, on how the Big 12 has laid things out for
3: BYU moving forward. Um, I, I looked at it just to see who we're playing every year. And there's a few teams on there that I like on the schedule. But other than that, I'm focused on this year. There's, there's a – so I, other than that, I, I can't even tell you how – who we're playing and, and where and what i think i looked for the, the furthest travel and then i looked for consistency in the in the next few or four years and and it seemed pretty good to me and then i got to get focused on iowa state the big 12 protected
0: four annual rivalries byu utah being one of them i presume they would put it on the final game of the year moving
3: forward you'd think yeah I, I, it's really cool that it's back on on the schedule i, I don't for me it doesn't really matter before, you know earlier or later just happy that it's on schedule
0: Okay, that is to take a look at the Big 12 schedule for this year and a quick note about the schedules moving forward. Well, with the team already missing Keanu Hill and Darius Lassiter and then losing Cody Epps to an injury in-game in Morgantown, wide receiver depth was tested on the weekend, and one of the players called on to take up the slack was Parker Kingston, who tonight joins our Jerem Jordan inside the film room.
4: All right, Parker, you had some serious lettuce in high school. Like, it looked good. Yeah. Do you miss it?
2: Yeah, I miss it a lot.
4: Like every day? Every day. in the mirror, like, Every
2: oh. day. Yeah, every day I've been looking
4: in the mirror. I'm like, gosh, can it just get long again? <laughs> it's taking too long. So. I can tell you're working on it though. Yeah, yeah next year it'll me. be long again. Okay. Uh, and then you went to Roy High School, yeah. Roy, Utah. You and Jim McMahon are the only two players from Roy High School to throw touchdown passes at BYU. What's that like, man? It's cool to share a stat line with a Hall of Famer. So and be the only other one to do it, which is cool. So He never threw a left-handed pass, so you, you did, because you're yeah. left-handed. Let's take a look at it. It's at Arkansas. It's 37 yards, and it's beautiful.
2: Yeah, we were practicing it all week. I didn't know that it was going to get called so early, but we needed momentum to be switched, and came in. and I just didn't want to throw a pick, and it was kind of a duck, honestly.
4: You gave Dion time underneath. You. Yeah,
2: I threw like a punt to him. <laughs> <laughs>
4: You look like a quarterback though because your footwork was good, yeah. you took the step, you took your time. A lot of receivers or running backs that throw that ball that don't have that experience feel like they rush it. Yeah. You look really comfortable. Yeah. Obviously we, playing quarterback.
2: Yeah, we well. ran it a lot in the week. Built up the confidence for A-Rod to call it and it
4: was wide open. Okay, let's look at West Virginia. Uh, you, you start off uh, with a nine yard catch late in the second quarter and this is, you always marching down the field.
2: Yeah, so here we have. Just a, I just have an option route. I'm basically running it off. This this guy right here, he usually drops to the flat or he's, he's uh, rushing, so I'm running off him or this guy. And he blitzes, so then I'm just gonna sit in that hole right there. I mean, I could have broke in, probably should have broke in, honestly, but Jake scrambled and then found me just open in the middle. and. This is the longest
4: play from scrimmage. Unfortunately, it doesn't end how you want it. So
2: right here, I'm reading the middle of the field. See where it's out, If it's open, if this safety drops and I'm bending it right through here. But if that safety drops to the one to one high and he's low, then I'm basically running a dig or sitting right in the right in the window.
4: You're the first player in four years to ever use the laser pointer. By the way, really? congratulations. It's yeah, nice. Next level. It's way nice. But yeah, I just got to finish the play. What's the balance between aggression for extra yards and ball security? How do you sort of manage that in that moment?
2: Um, I'm still learning. I mean, I'm young. Uh, high school, nobody really, they didn't really try for the ball like they do in college. Like, turnovers mean a lot in college. And I'm trying to fight for extra yards, but I got to be more mindful of the ball, that it's not just mine. And it's its the its the whole fan base of BYU. It's everybody's ball. and Just got to keep two on contact. and keep
4: a keep a better grip on it you don't just you know throw touchdown passes and catch the ball and return kicks you block too baby yeah on the touchdown you had a nice block here thank you thank you um, this has been this
2: actually has been one of my biggest weaknesses as a player just because i've never blocked in my entire life of football because i've always played quarterback so i'm not used to blocking so i've i've really tried to like hone in on the technique and everything, and it was it felt good to finally ma- make a really good block for someone to score.
4: I would argue that's the block of this play. Yeah, yeah. I knew that it had to be me, I knew
2: they were in zero, and that my guy was the only guy that would be able to make the play here.
4: So, and a little shove at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Two guys ran into each other, yep. that helps too. Yeah, okay. With Iowa State on offense, certainly not what you guys have been hoping for. How do you turn the frustration of that into fight in a big game against Iowa State? Yeah, I think we just need to play our game. Um, we haven't
2: played our brand of football yet. We've come out slow. We've always been behind. We haven't been able to establish a run game early because we've always been behind the behind the eight ball and have to throw early. Been down 14-0 really fast in, the, in a lot of games. So I think if we just come out fast, like we did against Texas Tech, then uh, I think we should be able to handle these guys.
0: Okay, way to use the laser pointer.
4: Thank you. Good luck Saturday.
2: Thank you, thank you.
0: All right, this Saturday BYU plays the first of back-to-back home games as the Iowa State Cyclones visit Provo for the first time in 50 years. Yes, Iowa State's last trip to Provo was a 26-24 Cyclones win on October 13th, 1973 all-time. BYU is 0-4 against Iowa State. Looking to fix that this weekend. Both teams coming in. 5-4 records on the season. BYU 2-4 in the Big 12. Iowa State is 4-2. So for the second straight week, Kalani, two teams face off with the winner getting bowl eligible.
3: Yeah, and a really well-coached team. I think Matt Campbell is a, he's one of the best coaches in college football. and, and We have great coaches in this conference, but he's, he's a guy that's, that's turned down jobs, had jobs in the NFL and had jobs in in other P5 programs, the state Iowa State, and he's done. He's built a great brand of toughness, and he's created a, a, a great program to develop players into draft picks. And so, there's a lot of great things that they do as a team. They they're a physical team. They run the ball really well, and and they possess the clock. And defensively, they don't really give a, a lot of big plays. I mean, they're they're the, you know top, I think they're the top defense in the in the conference. And so uh, that, that's that, that's something they do every year. And so we'll. They tackle well, they do all the fundamental stuff right. And so we'll have to to be at our best and I'm excited about it because it takes an opponent like this that's going to get the best out of us. And like BYU, they've gotten to
0: five wins by being really good in the red zone, uh, really good with turnover margin. The offensive of numbers don't fly off the page at you, but they're really solid where they need to be, kind of like you've been to get to five.
3: Yeah, I respect what they do as a program, and I think this is going to be a great battle. I mean, I, I'm glad that we're at home for this game. I think that, that'll that give us an, an edge, but uh, you have to realize that they're going to they're hit you in the mouth and they're going to be really physical, and so we need to we need – we need to match their physicality and, and, and if not, um, exceed it. So that's going to be the, the key for us as a program and, and as a team, I think it's going to be a good, good turning point for us and whether we can get this done or not. So I'm excited that, that we get this game.
0: They've got nice wins over Oklahoma State and TCU. They played Kansas close this past week. Uh, you mentioned it. You're at home. You're one of only four teams in the 14-team Big 12 that hasn't lost a home game yet. You've been protecting Lavelle.
3: Yeah, and that's that's I mean, I think it's hard to go on the road and win in this conference and uh, a lot of the teams will protect home turf and we need to be one of them. I think we've done it uh, really nicely all year. But, you know, this is another week where we got to get the energy going and give our fans, give them something to cheer about so they can be be the uh, a huge advantage that we know we can have from them.
0: Whether it's Friday night or Saturday night at Lavella Bridge Stadium, those late games, the eight they've been a really good thing for BYU fans. They've really responded, brought a lot of great energy, and it's been a good thing for BYU for a long time
3: now. Yeah, can't complain. So it'll be nice to get these late-night games going and let's have some fun before midnight.
0: All right. As we break, this reminder that your day-to-day Cougar sports play-by-play happens on BYU Sports Nation. Join Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan weekdays at noon Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. When we come back, Deep Blue will profile defensive back Eddie Hecker. And defensive back Camden Garrett will join us live in studio And BYU Football with Kalani Sitake continues.
1: BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Health, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Maersk your e-commerce logistics shipping partner, and Smarty, location data experts.
0: Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Chitake. Eddie Heckard has been a stalwart addition to the BYU defense, employing trademark toughness in the secondary, with toughness being one of his primary traits, acquired from a difficult upbringing amid terrible tragedy and a triumph over the odds, as we'll learn in
5: tonight's Deep Blue, featuring Eddie Heckard. I had pictures for football that day.
6: Little Eddie went to get his hair cut.
5: We stayed right across the street from like a shopping plaza. I could just walk across the street.
7: An area in which I begged and pleaded with my brother not to go back to.
5: I remember my dad, he gave me the money, got my hair cut, then as I'm coming back home, I see one of my dad's closest friends like running towards me, and his hand was bleeding or whatever. Then he's like, somebody got your dad tied up and they robbing
6: him. Eddie was born in North Las Vegas Hospital. At the time, his his mom was incarcerated. My dad was in prison or whatever. I picked him up from the hospital, uh, but that was already the plan that um, his parents
7: had put into place, so I got the call. You know, she did the best she could. Obviously, when my brother came home, Eddie was his first, you know, first order of business. And, you know, he got him back with him, and it was beautiful to see. He raised him, he raised him right. He directed him, and he guided him right. Regardless as to what else was going on, you know, he made sure he stayed on track.
5: And he put me in track, and I was playing football right away.
7: I think
8: I met Eddie in, like, 06. I ran to his father, he knew about the program we were building, said that he was a really good player. And uh, we brought him out. And from the first day, man, one of the best kids I've ever coached. Um, Right out here, man, he's won like four or five championships right on this field, and um, just kept
5: going. I excelled in football pretty fast. I don't know like how or from what. Like I was always a good tackler. My dad was like pushing me as well, but it was just like more of a reward behind it. Every time I mess up, like I give him a dollar. Anytime I get it right, he'd give me back money. Was a father and
8: son bond right there, and it was it was awesome to see.
5: Once he committed his life to like staying out
8: of jail and stuff, he did. Because a good dad in my eyes. But back then, we only have a pot of like three fathers active. Ed was one, and like I say, he was trying to do right, you know, by his boy and, and trying to bring him up the right way. He was doing the best he can do, and he was doing a great job, you know, and it was just sad to see, you know, it all come to an end like that.
5: Somebody Got your dad tied up, and they robbing him.
8: I seen, I think, the first officer that arrived. He started bringing out the yellow tape. I was like, whoa. And at the same moment, Eddie come running across the parking lot.
6: The fire department wasn't able to gain entry into the house because it was an older house. And with that kind of security gate, they couldn't get in. And here's little Eddie walking through the crowd. I didn't even see him. He walked up to the fire people and said, with his help, and he gave them his door key in order to get in the house.
8: The officer asked me who I was. I told him I was his coach. Uh, we had practice, so um, I just put Eddie in the car. I still didn't know what was going on at the moment. And, uh, we just took off, you know, to get away from what was going on and kind of have some ideas, you know. That ride to practice, man, you know, looking in the rearview mirror at the kid, he was back there, man, tears. and. He was confused. He didn't know what was going on, you know? He was scared. I was scared for him.
7: We grew up out of the crack era. We come from the crack era. So basically it was a situation where he was selling crack. Once little Eddie was born, he never, once he got out of jail, he never used crack no more. So, but he was hustling. You know, he was
6: was in his home, let people in that he was acquainted with.
7: They jumped him, you know, roughed him up, blunt force trauma. They was gonna try to rob him. My brother wasn't gonna give him it. He wasn't gonna give him whatever they was asking for. You know, he could have probably just gave it to him and been alive, but that's not how we built.
6: And they killed him. And um, they tried to burn the house down in order to cover up evidence, but it didn't work. It didn't work.
5: If I would have just walked straight home, I probably would have walked into it or something. And I think about that sometimes. It's just, it's the way God, handles things and and everything happens for a reason, so I feel like that's the reason.
8: I'm sure he has some morning days, but no, we, was, we wasn't gonna let him sit in the corner and just, you know, soak in it, you know. We just, we kept loving him, man. Just, let's keep playing. Let's just, you know, your dad watching you, man. Let's go have this game for your dad today. You know, let's go keep doing it. Let's just keep going. Uncle
9: Kyle and Marissa was there for him, through everything, like they was at the graduations, at every game, making a way, just making sure that he was happy as much as they, as much as they can. So I know they probably couldn't get him everything, but he didn't know that probably. Like they made away from him, and still, like he he looked up to them.
7: The chain has been broke. Chain was broken when he got his scholarship. The chain was broken when he entered into college. The chain was broken when he graduated.
9: The injuries in college, the, the just the ascent that he had, you know, being a partial scholarship guy to a full scholarship guy to an All-American, it wasn't easy and it didn't come easy at any stage. And the greatest compliment I can give him is he's very resilient and he's done things the right way. Even though you come from like a poverty neighborhood or hood with a lot of violence, like you can make it out. Like. You don't have to just be stuck in it and and do what everybody else doing and and going down the wrong path. Like, like you can make it out. Like, now you got the kids down the street like, oh, I want to be like Eddie. Like, go to college. Go be great. Go let everybody all come together and watch you play. That's what breaking the chains
5: is to me. Like, just changing that name for ourselves, starting a new generation of another lifestyle.
6: I believe by faith God has not brought him this far to not fulfill whatever Eddie's heart's desires are and whatever my prayers have been for him. You know, I, I live like that and I'ma keep on pushing it. I'ma keep on pushing that through my mind, putting it in the universe, and, you know, and, and instilling whatever I can in him to keep him encouraged.
9: I know, he definitely making his dad proud. I don't even know if he knows he's making his dad proud, but if we proud of him, his dad for sure proud of him.
0: We had a really good visit with Eddie here in the studio a few weeks ago. Uh, he, he's only a one-year uh, part of your program, but it's been an impactful year, uh, I think, for Eddie with the program and the program on Eddie, too.
3: Oh, yeah, a special, special young man, and, and uh, uh, I get to coach that, you know. For, even for just a year, uh, I get to coach a special young man that's gone through some tragedy in life, and is, he's so committed to helping people, and... Uh, and I'm so excited about the future for him and the things that he's done, and he's doing for his community and the example that he's setting. So I'm really proud of him. And uh, when when you talk about wins and losses, I think that th- that can only go so far. But glad we were able to do the Deep Blue and, and see about our our players and and take a look at their lives. I think uh, this Saturday night, people were cheering for him uh, knowing that uh, the the things that he had to overcome, you know. And that's not even talking about his injuries and things like that. And so He's been amazing for us as a a teammate and as a leader, and uh, I'm so honored to to be his coach.
0: Well, our special guest tonight, like Eddie Heckard, took the drive down I-15 from Ogden to Provo to continue his collegiate playing career. And like Eddie, he's been an impact player in the BYU Secondary. Please help me welcome into Studio C, BYU DB, Camden Garrett. Thanks for coming. Good to have you in Camden. Thank you for having me. Cam or Camden? Who? What what people call you most? I go by Cam. Just Cam. That's good. Uh, Las Vegas. Born and raised,
10: or were you somewhere else before high school? Uh, I was born and raised in Las Vegas.
0: Okay. You still consider yourself a Vegas guy? Is Vegas where you go when you've got some downtime and some time off, and family's still there? Actually,
10: I I like staying in Utah sometimes. So, I mean, when I when I want to go, I go to Vegas, but Utah is, is cool for me. You've
0: been in Utah long enough now between time, your Weber State days and now here. Do you yep. feel like an
10: adopted Utah already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you like most about the state? It's just so peaceful, so quiet. Everybody's so nice. It's crazy. Everybody's super nice. So. <laughs> nice people here in
0: the crowd tonight, too, I think. Very nice group. Um, uh, did you know Eddie before Weber State? Um, no, I didn't because you're Eddie. both in Vegas. Yeah, but you weren't in the same high school, of course So you guys met in yeah. at Weber State. Yeah, I met at
10: mean? Weber. Yep.
0: Yeah, what mm-hmm. did you find out that you're both like Did you have any of the same friends or anything or just the different people in Las so Vegas?
10: I played on um, Eddie's uh, Brother friend brother. Um, he coached the seven on seven team that I played on okay, and so how I got to Weber was um, I guess the Weber was looking for a corner um, Eddie's friend told Weber about me and the word got out, I ended up at Weaver. So, it's crazy how things work. It is. So, it is. Um, your
0: relationship with Eddie and, and Coach Hill, how important was it to you coming to BYU?
10: Super important. I mean, I trust those guys. You know, that Eddie's like a brother to me, and Coach Hill's like a father figure. He's a great guy. So, I mean, they're great people. They, they told me what it was going to be, and I trusted them, and I have no regrets about it.
3: When did you first become acquainted with Cam? Well, I knew about him because we, we – we... We keep in touch with the. Uh, I mean, we follow all, all the football that happens and stay, especially at the FCS level. And we know have coaches that are on our staff that coached at Weber, and so they know them They always want to. They always want to watch them as much as they can. But uh, Eddie and, and Cam had tons of success. Well, in, in the defensive backfield, and, and they're they're locked down corners. And uh, and I, I'm actually really excited because. Cam doesn't talk much, and so <laughs> he's on the show. All the players are like, oh, can't wait to watch the show because that's probably going to be the most that he'll talk. But he does all his talking with his work ethic and, and what he does on the field. He's very accountable. I mean, he's he's one of the toughest guys on our team, and, and uh, I, I just love the way that he carries himself and the, we can always trust him. And uh, he's been a big part of our, our team culture and being able to to drive it. I think he's done an amazing job of doing it.
0: Both of your college head coaches are on the same staff now. You got to play for Jay and Weber. Now Jay's here and you've got Kalani. Um, can you sense a bond between Jay and Kalani and how they coach? And, and what do you think of your, of your new head coach?
10: Yeah. I mean, I, I, you guys coached at Utah together, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they kind of have the same, you know, not schemes, but you know, like they, they, they speak the same language, speak the same language. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I definitely see that, and he's a, he's a great guy, great head coach, and I love playing for him.
0: You made a ton of plays over four seasons at Weber State, but your first college interception came playing for BYU. Mm-hmm. Did you think it was a long time in coming, that first
10: pick? Long time coming. It's crazy <laughs> how things work. It's crazy how things work. But I wouldn't rather – why not have it with a Wiley helmet? So it, it was great for me. you
0: remember the play? Like what stands out from it?
10: Um, I do remember to play. I think it was man to man or something. He ran a double move. I just found the ball and went and got it. So
0: pretty simple stuff. Uh, highlights or favorite memories of your time at BYU so far?
10: Um, top golf, one of them. Um, <laughs> I'm a golfer. Not, not a lot of people know that, but top golf. Uh, when we played Arkansas, that was fun. Um, I have a oh, lot. Oh, there we go. Yeah. That's the pick. Yep. <laughs> I have a lot. So it's been fun here. It's been very fun.
0: How about playing at Lavelle Edwards Stadium when that place gets full and loud, and especially at night? Crazy. It's
10: crazy. (laughs) I love it. I love it. The fans are the best fans I've ever seen.
0: And you get to play alongside Eddie, like you did up there. You guys, uh, do you guys kind of speak the same language as defensive backs?
10: Yeah, he's like a brother to me. You know, playing with somebody for four years, you know, you build that chemistry together, so it's been fun.
0: And it's pretty crazy that you both ended up <laughs> both ended up here at the same place. Yeah. Uh, eligibility left. Is this your last year then at college? Yeah, this is my last year. Okay. Do you have uh, desires to play at the next level, NFL? Oh
10: yeah, of course. Yes, yes. That, I mean that's always been a dream of mine. I've been playing football since I was four years old, so mm. kind of you know that's what I want to do.
3: And Eddie and Cam, they show next level ability, don't they, Colin? They do. And we have scouts at our practices every day, and then they're there to watch them and watch a lot of our players. And, and Cam's definitely someone that. They're keeping their radar on and watching them every day in practice. And this guy, he delivers in practice just like he does in games. So I'm, I'm really proud of him and, and what he and Eddie are doing. And he's right. I think, I think the stuff that he's doing here, they know the, the defense better than a lot of the guys with Jay being new. So they've been really good at, at mentoring and tutoring the guys and, and the schemes and the techniques that Jay's trying to get done. How's your body treating you? How are you feeling health-wise nine feel, games through?
10: I feel great. I feel great.
0: Ready for the stretch run? Yep. Bowl eligibility. Uh, out of the FCS ranks, you guys at the playoffs, you get to go to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. In the FBS, you're playing for the for a bowl game. You're one win away from a bowl game. How much of that is that is a driving force for your team right now?
10: I mean, it's a, super important for us. Um, you know, we that, that that's a goal of ours, and you know, we we're working towards it, and you know, we hopefully we, we want to get it this Saturday, so in front of our home crowd. So it's something that we're pushing towards, and it's motivational for us.
0: The sooner the better, and next Saturday is your next chance. Um, you mentioned. Uh, Top golf was a highlight for you, mm-hmm. and uh, you say you're a golfer. Uh, when did you pick it up, and why do you love it so much?
10: Uh, I want to say I started when I was 12 or something. My dad, uh, my dad likes to branch out and do a whole bunch of other things. So he um, he started golfing and he brought me along with him. Like golf? Why are you playing golf? I play football. I want, <laughs> I want a helmet and shoulder pads. So I tried it. Um, he ended up getting me a um, a trainer for golf. I, I got good at it, and I'm like, it's fun, so.
3: Have you seen him swing it? Anybody's better than me at golf, so, but, <laughs> but, yeah, we have some guys that can play on the team, and Cam's one of them. Okay, who are the other good sticks on the team? Who else can play?
10: Um, Parker Kingston can play, uh, Malik Moore, um, Crew Wakely. I'll throw Ed in there just because he's all right. He's not he's all right. He's all right. <laughs> How about coaches?
0: Any, any good coaches? Um, I think Fessy likes to golf, doesn't yeah,
3: he? Yeah, Fessy's good.
10: Uh Coach Hill, I think everybody says he's good. I don't think he's that good. <laughs> so, we'll see.
0: Uh, Iowa State, you're deep into Iowa State film and prep and scout. Uh, what do you think of these guys?
10: Um, they're a good team. Uh, they're physical. Uh, they play hard, well coached. Um, they have good skill position, good receivers on the outside. So, I mean, they're they're going to come in and, you know, fight. And we, we know that, so we'll, we'll be prepared for it.
3: Is Cam a quiet leader on the team? Definitely. Yeah. And it shows by example. I mean, he'll, he'll talk when he needs to, but he's soft-spoken, but plays, plays really loud. What's been your favorite moment with Cam so far at BYU? Well, just seeing the—when he makes plays, it's like— I think he just—it's like he's done it every day of his life and every play. It doesn't ever surprise him, so I, I'm excited to see more plays that he can make. But it, I, I haven't seen him in a moment that seems too frantic or panicked. So I'm excited to see him make plays, especially starting, you know. He's done that all year, and I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do against this matchup with Iowa State.
0: I sometimes ask the guys about their jersey number. You're a seven here at BYU. What were you at Weber State?
10: I was 18, and then my last year at Weber, I was seven. Okay, so you took seven with you, I guess, in a way. Why'd you go to seven? Um, it was just I wanted to get out a, a double-digit number and get a single-digit, and seven was just. So, Available? Yeah, it looked good, so <laughs> I was like, why not?
0: <laughs> And then seven was available when you got here? Yeah. So you got it. Yeah. Right on. Uh, quickly, before we take a break, um, first time the BYU's lost back-to-back games this year is what you're dealing with right now. But you've been a really resilient team. When you've lost, you bounce bounced back and won. So you're now dealing with these back-to-backers. How's the team kind of, uh, you know, mindset, headspace? How are you guys still with the, with the tough back-to-back road games you had?
10: Um, I mean, we're, our mindset is still we, we're focused on the next win. Um, we, we learn from our losses, and, you know, we, we watch the film and, make sure we're not making those losses snowball into something else. So, uh we have coaches that make sure we we're, we're we have our hand on straight and you know, we're we're looking for it.
0: Okay. Uh, one last thing before the break. Uh are you better long game, short game or on the green? Everything's good. Everything's good. Okay. So, when it comes to putting, you you've got a pretty good feel. You like you like what you have got yeah, it there.
10: It depends on if the green is slow or fast,
0: but We'll see. OK, we will see. Coming up next, uh, fun and games and maybe some golfing with Kalani and Cam when <laughs> BYU football with Kalani Zitake continues. All right. This is BYU football with Kalani Zitake, presented by Intermountain Health, official medical provider for BYU Athletics. Tonight's game night event is player putt-putt. It's a mini golf trivia game. And here's how it's going to work. I will give Kalani and Cam clues about former BYU players for you and current BYU players, your teammates, for you. Okay? there'll be four clues. You guess it on the first clue, you get a putt from here. You guess it on the second clue, you get to putt from here. Guess it on the third clue, you get to putt from here. Guess it on the fourth clue, you get to putt from here. So the earlier the answer, the closer you are. We'll keep track of your strokes. You're each going to get three players. And we'll see how many strokes you have at the end of it. You ready to roll? How many guesses do we get? You, you're going to have up to four clues. OK. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's How early you guess it is how close you putt. Here we go. We'll start with Kalani. This right. is messed up, by the way. <laughs> Kalani officially says it's messed up. Yeah, it is. Uh, all right. This is your first clue. This player, former player, and by the way, these are players you coached. OK. This former player was selected in the fifth round of the NFL draft. Fifth round of the NFL draft. I'm not going to give you the year, but he was a fifth round draft pick. Who is he?
3: Fifth round. Uh, we had got a couple of those. Didn't we? Mm. I'm going to say Jamal Williams. Incorrect. Blue
0: well, number two. I hate you guys. This player once scored five touchdowns in a game for BYU. Can't be,
3: are you sure it's not Jamal? <laughs> um, Gosh dang, how am I forgetting? I am like.
10: Five touchdowns.
3: Five touchdowns in the game. Did I coach? I'm getting old. This, this, uh, you, want, you want clue number three? I'm going to have to go with clue
0: number three. Tell his mean, hometown. Drafted in 2022 by the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, my
3: gosh. <laughs> Tyler Algier. I can't believe I didn't get it. <laughs> All right. Give it a rip. This, this isn't my putter, just so everybody knows. <laughs> it's not like I can make it anyways. Let's see. Get in. Oh. Again. This is a messed no, up no. game. We're, 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 count, we're counting your strokes, Kalani. This is messed up though, because you're gonna make me run a mile next week. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Stuff that I'm not good you at. Gotta, just right. take take a little something off it. And oh, I can do again. Yeah. We're at here. Yep. Okay. All right, guys. And we are it's we are too counting quiet. Strokes. Can I get some noise in here?
9: <laughs> there we go. Uh, oh. That's too uh,
0: strong, uh, This thing's rigged. By the way, you max out at three strokes. You take one more putt. (laughs) And you you can't get any more than three. All right, more go. Get in. Uh. So you're, you're taking a three on that one. Yeah, yeah. This is the only putter we have. All right, Cam Garrett. Cam, here you go. All right, clue number one. It's, it's fast. This team, it's a fast green. This teammate of yours is a self professed best ping pong player on the team.
10: That's 123 people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Could be anyone, then, I guess. What do, what do you think? It's a guess. Who would say it?
10: Uh, I'm going to say Cody. Cody Epps.
0: Incorrect. A clue two. This player prepped at Centennial High School, but not the Centennial in Vegas. He was a California Centennial High School. Mm. Any guesses? You want clue three? Clue three, yeah. Named all California first team offense in junior college. All California first team offense in junior college. Oh, that's Jake,
10: isn't it? Jake Ressler? You got it. Here (laughs) we go. Here we go. I got to make this now because I was talking mess. Fast green.
0: Cam Garrett for the ace. There it is. Oh, yeah! <laughs> All right. Good job, Cam. All right. Kalani's at three. Cam's at one. Uh, Kalani, player number two.
3: This is stupid.
0: Clue one. Right. No, I, I like the question. One, one. Clue one. This player played at BYU from Come on, 2013 on. through 2016. That's messed up. That is messed up. Okay, (laughs) Okay, clue number two. He's from Glendale, California. Glendale, California.
3: Oh, uh, Mike Davis. You got it. There we go. Michael Davis. There we go. Closer? What what are the other ones? Oh, yeah, I would have had that easy. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Noise, please. (laughs) Get in. Uh,
0: Another, Another run at it. I'm consistent. It breaks left.
3: I noticed. <laughs> you can do it! Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> I once, scored, I once scored, uh, I, I scored a 106 at Riverside, just so you guys know. If you don't believe me. Boom. Oh.
0: So Kalani will take a three on that one as well. All right, all right,
3: Cam. I'm just trying to make you feel good about yourself. <laughs> all
0: right, Cam. Here's your teammate. Clue number one. He's from Las Vegas, Nevada. Eddie Heger. Eddie Heger. <laughs> <laughs> come on. And there's are the other good the backfield. The other clues. <laughs> oh, come
3: on. Those are the other clues. Here we go. All right. You guys are trying to mess me up in this game. Make Cam feel better about himself. I got to make this. No noise, close. please. He's gonna make it easy though.
5: Oh, oh yes
3: He's human
1: <laughs>
3: Here it is Oh yeah, I have a chance. What's the score now? Well this Why be... didn't you even make mine? This doesn't matter. That could matter. Okay. So you're a four? Yeah He's a six. Well I didn't make right. mine though. I'd be at infinity right now. If you max I had, out at three. Okay. So we, we, you're, right.
0: you're line six, you're line four. All right, Kalani, your last player. Oh, thank goodness. This player? Yes. Six foot five, 240 pounds. Oh, come on. You guys. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to. You got Vegas. <laughs>
3: an easy one.
0: Clue number two. I, okay. Also played baseball at BYU in 2017. 2017.
3: Also played baseball? Mm-hmm. Six five, 240. Okay, hold on. You're going to get this. How am, I, how am I not getting this? There's no way Jaren Hall's not 6'5", Nope. Next clue.
0: Undrafted went to the Las Vegas Raiders as a free agent in 2021.
3: Wait. It's Matt Bushman? Yes, it's Matt Bushman.
0: Oh.
3: Yeah, the last one I would have got easy. Three back here. OK. That's better. Why don't we just do this? (laughs) Make it easier on me. (laughs) Guys are all laughing. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) That's the problem. (laughs) I'm gym arranged. I need further back. (laughs)
0: Here we go. All right, so Kalani is line seven, Cam line four. You has got to make it in two or less, and you're good to go. All right, final player.
3: Make it hard. From Las Vegas, Nevada. Miles Davis. You guys suck. No, this you just is rigged. It, is not, it Miles? not correct. Clue number two. OK.
0: A transfer from Weber State. Me? It's you. <laughs> All right.
3: He All right. has to make it, guys. He's playing. It's so much pressure. It's no pressure. We were just talking about your poise. You make,
0: so here's the thing. You make it in one, you win. You make it in two, it's a sudden death playoff.
3: Uh, oh, that got him! Oh. Hey,
0: it's a good thing he's not a golfer. <laughs> and if he doesn't make it in two, Kalani wins.
3: No, you said sudden, sudden, sudden death.
0: Oh, is it? Who's I didn't,
3: make, oh, the, seven I didn't make the next one, so it's kind of messed right. up. That's right,
0: he's at 7 and 4, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for catching me on that. He's Such an okay. honest crowd. Thanks, it's guys. Two putts to win. <laughs> two putts to win. Two putts to win. Oh! So this is for the playoff. This no, is for the no, I did not make is, is, you, you makes this, well, you gotta hit it, we're gonna have a sudden death playoff. Yeah. You're maxing out at three anyway, so we're going to a sudden death playoff. So you're both line seven. So we're going to give Kalani the Jimmer range putt. Yes.
3: All right. I thought me and Cameron were on the same team here. Now we're going against each other? Okay. I'll go even more Jimmer. Noise. Yeah. Get in there. Then all I have to do is putt from further away, <laughs> and my game will be so much better. Thank okay, you, guys. Cam, this one is a crack gift. at it. Cam, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> no, he's just. And if he makes it, they're, they're going to share the green this jacket. This is like this is I can't make free throws, but I can make three pointers. That's my <laughs> that's that's my golf game.
10: Hey, we both win. We're
0: too good. God, what, what's the is there is there a prize? You're co-champions.
3: We're co-champs. we are co-champs. All We're right, taking yeah. a break. Social media Q&A. We'll next. Next. One of these well on, guys. Come
8: Come ball. Ball yeah, we do Ashley. Just-
1: BYU Football with Kalani Sitake is brought to you by Intermountain Health, official medical provider for BYU athletics. Breeze. Yeah the official hometown airline of BYU Athletics, in partnership with the San Bernardino International Airport, and Ken Garf, we hear you. All
0: right, back on the show, uh, social media Q&A brought to you by Ken Garf. We hear you. One quick question for Cam from social media. How has BYU prepared you to chase your NFL dream?
10: Um, it prepared me in a great way. Uh, they're great people. Um, they, they really care about your life out, outside of football and how they, you, know, how, how you um, continue to succeed in, in life and stuff like that. So, I mean, they prepared me in a great way. I have nothing bad to say about it.
0: Awesome. Good answer. Thanks for that, Cam. As we take another break, we're breaking quickly. Here's this week's trivia question presented by Breeze, the official hometown airline of BYU Athletics. Against which three Big 12 teams does BYU have a perfect record? The answer is coming up next. Stay with us. BYU football with Karani Sitake. Football with There's a trivia question brought to you by Breeze. And the answer to this, everybody got it here in the room, including coach uh, Cincinnati, Houston, and Oklahoma. Those are the three teams that BYU is perfect against. All right. Uh, this Saturday night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, new uniforms, new uniform combo. Our show model, Travis Hodson, bringing in the blackout look. Travis, come on in. Let's go. You, good. Good. you like it? I it. Okay? I it. And I'm blacked out in honor tonight. So there you go. Beat the Cyclones. Go, Kug. Have a great week, go
2: everyone.